Welcome to the City Changers podcast. I'm your host, Carl. It's about the journey, not the destination. Of course, it's a cheesy saying, but when it comes to city changing, there's sometimes wisdom in it. When Australians Nick Marchese and Lucas Patchett started their journey, they had a very clear destination in mind. Together, they wanted to build the world's first mobile laundry for people who couldn't afford to wash and dry their clothes. And they did. Nick and Lucas's charity, Orange Sky, now provides free laundry services across 36 locations in Australia and New Zealand. But it was what they learned along the way that proved to be the most valuable part of that journey. So without further ado, please give it up for the very impressive Nick Marchese. In 2022, Nick took to the Urban Future stage in Helsingborg, Sweden, to share Orange Sky's inspiring story with the crowd. Thank you. What a um, remarkable privilege it is to uh, share briefly with you the power of a conversation. But Orange Sky's story is just as much Nick's personal story. And it begins with a knock on his bedroom door one night back in 2014, when he was a teenager. It was pitch black. My mum came into my bedroom and she said, Nick, we're going. I thought it was a little bit weird, but I jumped in the car. I said, Mum, where are we going? And she said, Nick, we're going on Eddie's van. Eddie's van was a volunteer-run food van that fed the homeless at parks around Brisbane. And as soon as she said that, my heart sunk. I'd never met a homeless person. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to think. We kept on getting closer and closer to the park, and I just kept on getting more and more nervous. So when they finally arrived, he was reluctant to talk to anyone. I just didn't want to be there. All these incredibly judgmental things were rushing through my teenage brain. But it turned out someone wanted to talk to him. My mum jumped out of her car and I was sort of hiding in her shadow. And this big voice yelled from the park, Claire. A man Nick had never seen before was walking over to them. This man looked over my mum's shoulder and he said, you must be Nick. And I said, I am Nick. Who are you? And he said, I'm Harry. It's a real privilege to meet you. Harry was a regular visitor at Eddie's van, and he wasn't what Nick expected. Harry was just like my uncle or my granddad. He had the same stories that just went on and on forever, and he had the same terrible jokes. But the difference was that Harry was sleeping on that bench in that park. The experience of meeting Harry stuck with Nick. I can remember going to school that day and later that night with my family and thinking about Harry, what decisions he had or hadn't made, what positions he had or hadn't been in to put himself in that situation. Nick tried to imagine what it was like for Harry on the streets of Brisbane, the things he had to prioritise just to get by from day to day, and the things that would get left by the wayside. Simple things, like washing and drying our clothes, for example. How high of a priority could that be when you're hungry, when you're cold, when you're scared, and when you don't know where you're going to be from one day to the next? So when he and Lucas started thinking about what they could do for their community, helping people like Harry with those little things was front of mind. And so, barely out of university, the two hatched their plan. We were going to build a free mobile laundry. Orange Sky was born. As it turned out, the mobile part was already sorted Nick had an old van they could use, but they were probably going to need some hardware to get this thing off the ground. We knew that we needed some serious washing machines, so we jumped onto Google, 
typed in serious washing machines and this company that makes laundromats came up. Amazingly, the two friends managed to arrange a meeting with the CEO. We walked in late in T-shirt, shorts. We told this company our little dream. We want to build a free mobile laundry. Do you have any washing machines that we can put in the back of our van? The short answer? Well, no. Carolyn, the big boss, looked over the boardroom table and she said, you're absolutely crazy. No one will ever wash and dry their clothes in a park. And if you get the machines to work in the back of a van, well, that's impossible. But Nick and Lucas were persistent. We begged and pleaded and we invited Carolyn to participate in our journey. But the crazy thing was they said yes. Weeks later, the boys jump in Nick's old Volkswagen transporter and get ready to set off. In the back are two washing machines, two dryers, one giant generator and six orange chairs that people could sit in while their clothes were being washed. We named the van Sudsy and we're ready to hit the streets of Brisbane. And we thought, what better place to test the van than alongside our old school food van? Eddie's van. That's where Sudsy would face her first test. It was Lucas's job to set the van up. It was my job to find some washing. I went over to this guy who was sleeping. I said, I know this sounds a little bit crazy, but that van over there can wash and dry your clothes right here for free. The man's name was Jordan. He was still waking up and he came over. He put his possessions in the machine. It was one final switch to flick in the van. We flicked that switch, fired the generator up, big plume, a black diesel smoke, top button, bottom button. And nothing. Critical error. Both machines were broken and Jordan's clothes hadn't even had a soak. We'd been added to that long list of people that had let Jordan down. But Nick and Lucas weren't ready to give up. They apologised to Jordan, and they went back to Carolyn, the big boss, on their hands and knees. We begged and pleaded for some more washing machines. We went back to the warehouse. We made a few changes. We went out the next day, and there was Jordan. Jordan from the day before. The previous day, we had let Jordan down. But this time, Nick and Lucas were sure things would be different. This is something that had to work. And it was something that was going to work. So they tried again. Grabbed Jordan's T-shirt and boardies, chucked him in that left washing machine, fired the generator up, big plume, a black diesel smoke, top button, bottom button. And nothing. They'd broken the washing machines for the second time. The disappointment on Jordan's face, on Lucas's face, said it all. But the boys still weren't ready to give up. We apologised to Jordan again. We called the world's angriest laundry technician. We called Carolyn the big boss. We begged and pleaded. We said, how about two more washing machines? And the two friends went back to the drawing board. We're doing so much wrong. We weren't converting the power correctly. We weren't uh, touching the circuit boards. But after enough tinkering, they were ready to try one last time. It was Groundhog Day in Brisbane the next morning. Nick and Lucas were back in the same park at the same time with the same van. And for the third day in a row, for the third day taking this frustrating van out, we were there. And for whatever reason, Jordan again trusted us with his only possessions in his life. So he loaded him into that washing machine, fired everything up, big plumes of of smoke, top button, bottom button, and everything worked perfectly. Which was great. 
after plenty of trial and error, after false starts and apologies and more false starts, it was actually working. The question was, what do we do now? We've been so blindsided to get this frustrating van to work that when it did work, what would happen? But that turned out to be the easy part. And it was really simple. Jordan and I just started having a conversation. And I'm confident that conversation changed my life forever. Jordan went to school just up the road from me. He was studying the exact same engineering degree that Lucas was studying at university. He'd fallen on some tough times and very quickly found himself disconnected from the community. Jordan talked about those challenges of finding a safe place to sleep, someone to wash your clothes, but most importantly, someone to talk to. Which was the turning point for Nick and Lucas. That was the moment they discovered that the goal they set out to achieve, the thing they'd worked so hard to finally make happen, wasn't even the final destination. We realised that morning that the most important things our vans would ever carry aren't the washing machines, aren't the dryers, aren't the showers. They're actually the six orange chairs that sit in every van. The six chairs that people sit in while they wait for their laundry to dry. Because it was the conversations those chairs made possible that meant the most to people. And not just to people doing it tough like Jordan, but also Nick and Lucas themselves. We as a society in the world have normalised that there are people who don't get to live in living standards that are acceptable. We caught up with Nick again recently. And I think that we justify it through these stereotypes and, and stigmas that potentially give us a reality of something that, that's not true. Because any of us can find ourselves in the same situation as Jordan. There's a financial um, fragility to, to all of us in the world we live in. But what is even more fragile, I think, is our well-being. And that might mean a loved one passing away or uh, losing your confidence or uh, getting sick or, you know, so many different things. So I think we, we realised through talking to Jordan and, and through every conversation that Jordan is a, a son to a mum just like me or Jordan's a, an engineer just like my, my best friend. We're all different shapes and sizes and different textures and we have imperfections and if we actually just acknowledge the beauty of of that i think we come a long way in realizing that we have more in common than than we think orange sky has come a long way since 2014 today sudsy is joined on the road by a fleet of vans carrying not just washing machines but also shower facilities and not just in brisbane Nick and Lucas are now supported by a team of over 400 dedicated volunteers across Australia and New Zealand, from Darwin to Wollongong to Christchurch. So, you know, a lot, lot has changed. To date, Orange Sky estimates that it has washed over 1.9 million kilos of laundry and provided more than 20,000 warm showers to those in need. But it's not just the operation that's changed. Across Australia, the rate of homelessness is also on the rise which means demand is higher than ever. Homelessness statistics globally are are rising in in every country. Every month is our our biggest month since starting. But the biggest transformation happened on the morning Nick and Lucas finally got those machines working. That's when Orange Sky's goal became less of a destination and more of a journey. And it's a journey a lot of city changes are on. 
what I think is at the heart of, of cities is humans. And we have these hardware layers of infrastructure or buildings or design, and we have this software layer of humans. And it's the interaction between the, the two of them that, that make communities and, and make cities what they are. So Orange Sky is, is somewhat of a hardware solution where, again, we've got these washing machines in a van and we can keep on innovating around that. But what we're actually innovating around is we've found a way to get a bunch of random people to hang out. Cafes do that, schools do that, sports centres do it, cities do it so well. And I think that's the beautiful thing is that Orange Sky is just one way to provide a really basic human right of people coming together and connecting. And that kind of innovation is something all of us are capable of. It takes plenty of persistence and trial and error to do what Nick and Lucas did, but it takes a second to start a conversation. Here's Nick speaking at Urban Future again. I hope as individuals and change makers and city changers, you can actually remind yourself that you don't need millions of dollars, you don't need bright vans, you don't need thousands and thousands of hours. Each and every one of us can have a massive impact on the community. Every one of us can. We just need to remind ourselves about the power of an awesome conversation. Thanks for having us. That's all for this episode of the City Changes podcast. A big thank you to Nick Marchese for sharing his story. This podcast is an Urban Future production. It's written and produced by Mariana Trevino. I've been Carl Dickinson. Thanks for listening. <laughs>